Welcome to the Mortal Realms, an Aegis Sigmar podcast. Grab your hammer so we can clear a path through the chaos and forge our own narratives in the Age of Sigmar. Your allies through the Realm Gate this episode are... This is Brian and it's New Year, New Armageddon of event planning. Nice. And this is Eric. I'm sending out an AOS. I'm sending out an AOS message in a battle. <laughs> Did you like that one? In this episode, we are discussing narrative signals, elements of an event that can effectively communicate to your attendees the kind of narrative event you're running, and what level of play to expect. And then we'll also be talking about working in a team to share the burden and the joy of running narrative events. How are you doing tonight, Brian? I am awesome. How are you? How is uh, uh, a happy new year? Happy new year to you as well. I'm yeah. doing well. Um, you know, 2019 is a bigger number than 2018, and I feel like uh, that Very just means that, that we're in for bigger things. Yeah, yeah. It uh, we are um, we are blessed to get a um, a new army at the start of every year now. Like that's just becoming the <laughs> thing that we're beginning to feel entitled to, and um, and it's such a nice uh, it's a nice cleansing palette. Uh, yeah. Everybody is going out and buying uh, um, gloom spite. And then, um, and then it'll sit on their shelves, uh, and uh, and but we're all you are all united as community for that. Yes, we are. Yeah, it's if there is a single um, pattern uh, that you can expect from uh, Games Workshop, uh, unlike you know, despite uh, you know, rather than just the stuff that they put out, like their FAQ schedule and their, you know, you can know GHB's coming out in July, August. You know that uh, we're getting a new army in uh, December, January. Um, and so that's a lot of fun. I mean, I love that, that they're kind of, you know, pick that holiday season to get our, get our engines, uh, revving and that sort of stuff. And, uh, we're actually, uh, you know, Paul and I, so Paul and I in the last, uh, uh, couple episodes, um, did a couple of new scryer phases where we talk about our predictions for 2019. And then we covered kind of our reactions to the gloom spite, uh, gets release, all the different models, and of course, uh, Paul being a huge Spider Fang, uh, but everything Grot uh, player, um, and then uh, that's what, what that's what makes that excellent radio is that Paul <laughs> is invested He's... in every inch of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in in our next episode, the story next story phase, we're going to be covering the uh, Gloom Spike Gits narrative from the from the Battle Tome. So. Those are always, uh, you know, big hits. People like hearing those, and we we tend to cover the narrative. Don't worry about the the war scrolls, but that just means a busy January uh, for for the mortal realm. Absolutely. So welcome back to a second episode uh, of uh, of the campaign phase, Brian. I'm glad uh, that we could get back Absolutely. together and talk some more. Um, we have last time was kind of us looking back, patting our you know narrative community on the back for all the great work that they did over the last three years. Now we want to kind of just kind of take some of those collective conversations that we've had over the last few years, um, things that we think are going to help set the community, you know, on a good path forward. Uh, and two of those topics are going to be uh, today are going to be teamwork and it's going to be narrative signals. Um, we'll get to those in a little bit. But first uh, is kind of our billboard, our space for any Neo who has an event coming up, something they want to shout out, whether it's, you know, their local thing or if it's something that they're regional or um you know, whatever it is. And so we want to take a moment and shout some of these. Yes. Out. We are looking at the, uh, the calendar six months in advance. Uh, Port Maw AOS happened on January 19th. One day ago, the time of recording, 
in San Antonio, Texas. It was awesome. And Prime Dominion, number one, uh, hosted by uh, our very own Brian Orban, uh, is happening tomorrow, uh, January 26th, in Chantilly, Virginia. Good luck with Thank that. Thank you. Happy Dice Holy Wars Island. 5, February 22nd through 24th in Yorkville, Illinois. Uh, that needs no elucidation. It will be great. Nice. And the Gibbering Dome 2 is happening in March at Adepticon. Uh, the only narrative of, uh, AOS event happening at Adepticon on March 28th. We skip forward a full a month and a half to Beyond Realm's Edge, a narrative two-day event happening in Reston, Virginia, uh, between May 31st and June 2nd. I'll say a bit more about that later. Nice. And then the Cinderfall narrative event, July 13th and 14th. And I'm realizing that we don't have a coalescence event uh, scheduled on here. We'll have to talk to our, our uh, people and see what's So see con- what's contact us with information uh, on your upcoming narrative event at themortalrealms at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing with you. This is your space, yep. Neos. Use it wisely. Do it. Looking forward to hearing from you. All right, so let's take a little spotlight. You wanted to, which? Oh, which oh, I guess I guess we should do um, uh, the one that that I'm involved in. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, we the, there is a two day narrative event happening uh, the early this summer in Reston, Virginia. Uh, we are just about to open up signups, uh, so I wanted to take some space to talk about that. Um, we are. Um, uh, this we our, our event is right near Dulles uh, Airport, the uh, the major airport for Washington D.C. Um, and so it's very easy to get to. We're going to have play running from the morning of Saturday, June first, to the afternoon of Sunday, uh, June second. These are all cooperative games. Most of these are doubles uh, games with one um, uh, K forces. Although we are going to take some time on Saturday evening to run a cooperative skirmish using the Renown and Ruin system. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, Eric, I'm, I'm a big fan. I've, I've run that before. I, uh, I've been, I've been making sure that's part of, uh, of the, um, of the pack. And so, like, we're doing this in an event. We don't have enough, uh, uh, Neos to run it natively for everybody. So we're actually looking for our players to step aside and be guest realm masters. I think that's going to be, uh, you know, as, nice. as fun or more fun as playing. Um, so these in in our event, the forces are uh, everyone. Everyone's playing these pioneers on um, the far frontiers of the uh, on of seven of the mortal realms. But then, as the game opens, something happens, and all of a sudden, they're on the very edge. And 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 then, Ew, no, you it's crazy. Now want to be on the edge just, of a realm. Um, uh, you either set on self on fire or um, get pregnant all the time or something in between, depending on the realm. Uh, <laughs> That's what happens in uh, in Gyra. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, this life uh, happening and, uncontrollably. Uh, but um, but nice. the mysteries continue to evolve from there. Uh, but so we're asking for players to sign up, uh, join our Discord channel. We're going to use Discord as a collaboration tool uh, to um, to develop alliances in all the time from now until May thirty first. Um, we'll talk about their faction goals, form partnerships, everything's. Uh, everything works in in partners. Um, we are going to open up registration on Monday, January twenty second. Uh, a few days old at the, t- the time this gets published, uh, but uh, everything. I'm sorry, that's uh, that's Tuesday, January twenty second. Um, 
but everything is going to be on wearetheneon.com. Uh, and uh, and so this is we're 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 trying to do a uh, the, um, the the U.S.'s second reoccurring independent narrative event beyond everything that Herner does at um, at Holy Hammer and Holy Wars. Uh, big shoes to fill, but we think the East Coast is ready for it. Awesome. So we can stop calling you. No the one's East ever Coast said that, then, right? That was just made up. <laughs> That's just me being mean. That's I fine. apologize. It's like, what's, like, do you guys even have, like, there's even, there's not, no coast. Who am I talking to? <laughs> we're the, we're the, what's it called? The, uh, the third coast is, is the Chicago. Well, isn't that, uh, isn't that area. charitable? Hey, we got, <laughs> hey, there's a lot of fresh water over here. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody who's added up all the like all the cir- or, uh, circumferences of all the lakes to determine how much actual like waterside uh, uh, mm. uh, land we have and uh, calculated all in one like if you add it all up it's like three well, times around the U.S. Isn't isn't the circumference of a lake um, uh, uh, like, like fractally uh, um, uh, unmeasurable? Like who knows who knows how much space you've got. <laughs> I mean, when yes. you have the land of 10,000 of them, they add up fast. <laughs> so anyway, uh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm happy to hear that you're running renowned and ruin. Um, hopefully, uh, we have a chance to talk about that sometime. I would love to hear uh, more feedback Absolutely. on how you run it and how it's gone. Um, we've got some new skirmish stuff out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll hit on that at some point. Um, and more to come. They're releasing a campaign uh, stuff in the next white dwarf to, to add on to their January kind of yeah just revamp you know kind of bring it up to AOS 2.0 which was a little uh, lackluster but I I, I also have hope I right hope now I'm um, I'm I'm interfacing with skirmish by uh, finding the new filth right like where you go is it oh well this this one's pretty great in skirmish isn't it uh, but yeah but but when that campaign stuff comes out then. Then we'll be able to approach it with a full uh, narrative bent. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Um, so why don't we jump into it? We'll uh, um, get into the campaign phase and we'll talk about teamwork. The campaign phase. In the campaign phase, we explore how the plastic gets the table narrative events and campaigns, the rules and scenarios that define them and the organizers and players that bring them to life. So when we run narrative events, I think there's one thing that we can say definitively. There's a lot of work to be done. Um, you can, I think that, that uh, well, we, we spent all last episode patting ourselves on the back, but let me, let me just like go in for one last pat. Um, a narrative event is a uh, competitive event plus. If you've got, you've, there's this, there's this whole bit where we try to get people together in a space to play Warhammer, and that is exhausting. And then we're going to try to uh, to give them something that uh, expresses uh, our very souls. Um, and and so there is a lot to be done. And if you can find someone to work with for this, uh, your, your output will be better, your life will be better, 
um, uh, we can't we can't say enough about it. Uh, when when you are uh, when you're working with with a team, you uh, you get you you get to, to split up the work. You get to find people's specialties. Uh, you get to um, to to give a, to put out something that's that's uh, that's functional and not just something that is um, uh, that that's that's fully expressive of like one facet of play. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's so so much. It, so much, much preferred. Um, I, th- I think too. I mean, from this, from the outset, your goal of narrative is to tell a story cooperatively, right? Mm-hmm. And if if and if you try and bring a bunch of people to do that, and you're a, kind of the solo leader, the solo realm master of that event, um, it's it's harder than if you start telling that cooperatively beforehand with your team. Right. If you have a group of people, one or two or three people to start bouncing those ideas yeah. and co- bringing something to life together. I, I think that um, when so is it, why why do we why do we run these events? Um, why, why do we why, why do we go to these uh, do we put all this work into something that actively like it's it's our hobby time. Right. So it's going to take away from the time that we have to actually uh interface with the game to build our own models to paint our own models to play our to 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 play games of of warhammer um i think in a lot of ways we are trying to make the um the events that we would like to attend um so when uh when we go into these things they can be they can be they can end up being expressions of ourselves and what we would like to do to our own detriment the, 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 I think the true value of working with a team is that someone is there to tell you, no, this actually won't work. Because, 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 <laughs> because the point of doing it yourself is that, uh, at, which, which we're doing when we're running an event, like we are, we are, we are running our own events. Even if we work with teams, we are, we are, we are getting to define our, our own, our, our own requirements for these things and bringing them to life. But if, but because no one is there, if no one is there to tell you no, you can absolutely spiral out of control. When uh, when when you work with it, when you work with a team, you bring in equal collaborators, and everybody comes in with that desire to make make something from nothing, and uh, those desires will conflict. So. If you're going to put out a product with those inherently conflicting dreams, you have to learn how to say yes to someone else's idea. You have to learn to come in with your own idea and have someone say, uh, you know, say, say they've got something that they want to do and you have to let them run with it. Uh, and that, that experience is really what you need when you're actually on the ground and running the game. Um, well, that, that, so, is it? so I was going to say, let, let me ask you in that term is like, how do you start with a team? Um, when usually it starts with either one person or a couple people saying, Hey, we want to run yeah. something, but there's gotta, there's some, start so I, to I think idea. that, you, um, what you've got, hold on. I don't know if you can still hear me, but we just, I just dropped the video. Oh, you're back now. Yeah, okay, can. good. All right, and I see. You. Okay, great. Yep. Um, so when 
you are, when you start an event, you, I think you generally come up, you start with the idea of we want to run a narrative event and maybe it's got two or three attributes, but it doesn't have the whole thing. Um, I think what it's really important to do is to have conversations with your team as to just what is important to everyone. You're going to split up the work and you want to split up the work such that people are happy. People are happy doing what they want to do. And that means that, that everybody has something that they really, that they really love. And, uh, and, and you can, if you want to divide the work along those lines, um, I really want to, uh, make terrain and I want to make terrain all the time and I don't really care how it's used. Uh, the, the exaggeration, but, um, but if that was my, if that was my sole job on a team, I would probably be pretty happy. Uh, I, I, I always try to work with, um, uh, with, uh, Aaron Bastian, uh, the, uh, the silent partner in, in these, in, in these shows. Uh, and, um, the only time that I don't, that, that we're not on the same, uh, Neo team is when we're trying to make sure that, that the other one of us, uh, can play like some sort of, uh, some sort of that, the, the Neo gift, uh, to, of the Magi to one another. Uh, but, um, uh, but, but he's, you know, he's going to do two or three terrain builds a year, but what he's really, what what he really likes is to write. He he wants like that. That's how he expresses himself creatively. So, so he's he's the one that's writing our pack and writing uh, some of our uh, our promotional material. Um, uh, he is uh, he's he's trying to like if, if we need if we need a backstory, um, then we'll, then we'll look to him. Uh, and uh, and we've we when we did uh, Nova Narrative. Uh, 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 Matt Tucker was our playtester, right? He was like, we were like, if, if I, uh, if, if I have a style of kneeling, it's, uh, the improvisational DM, uh, and like, I'll just, I'm just going to say like, let's just start playing. And, um, if one of our crazy mechanisms that, uh, we wrote down and, and, um, and never playtested doesn't work, then we'll just change it on the fly. And, uh, and, oh man, talk about creativity. Can't beat that. Um, but, but then we'd have like the, we had the fact that we had people on our team that said, no, no I'm going to, I'm going to make sure this works. And I, which, which means I'm going to play test it like five or six times and, and, and start an iterative process. And that I'm, I'm actually not sure if, uh, the new and community has an, has an, has an equal, uh, in that. I'm not sure who else is, is really practicing that to that degree. Um, uh, but, but we found our specialties and we, found the ways that we could express them and we found we tried to find those those points of interface when when they might rub up against each other and and possibly cause conflict and we were ready to work through that from uh, from the outset do you feel like you have that there's a a set number that you say or or set number of of different um complementary skills is there um, kind of a few basics that you definitely need and then ancillary ones that can either be, you know, work or, you know, you can do without not to, not to, to put anybody on the slot spot and say, Hey, this skill set uh-huh. isn't as valuable, but, um, or would you say it's, it's whatever you have, you design around that. Yeah, no, I, I think that whatever you have, you design around that. I think that's right. So, so I could, if we were to, to, to break out an inventory of skills, I, I think you need, 
I think you need somebody that is willing to stand up and say like this, this is my overall vision. And, uh, and, and like we can, I can just add this to the, to, to the brainstorming wall, but this is something I believe in. I would like to enact. Uh, if someone's willing to make that kind of strong statement, um, it's better. It's, 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 I find it's better than, than a million, like, like half formed ideas, or especially ideas in which, which a, 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 a team forms and, and, and they have things they want to express, but they've, they've learned that it's not their role on the team and, and they don't want to put it out there. Um, that, that, that can be, that, that can be somewhat counter counterproductive, but, but, you know, but if someone is willing to stand up and say like, this is, this, this is the vision that we can work, we can keep this in mind and work towards that. Then, um, uh, then, then it, things get rolling faster. I think you need someone with an understanding of, of game mechanics I think that as Neos, okay. we uh, we go out and break things, and uh, in order to fit more story in, and it really helps if you understand what you're breaking. Um, I think yeah. I think that you need a um, a builder, uh, but uh, that's one. It's, it's actually one of the assumptions that we picked up around narrative events that is not tied uh, uh, intimately to it, uh, but. Um, but it is to me, and uh, it's one of it's become one of my assumptions, however false. Um, well, I, th- I mean, I, th- I think when you're trying to give, um, put some, put an event in a setting, terrain is is a non-generic terrain, mm-hmm. is is essential for kind of. Uh, I guess what I would say is it it um, increases the quality of that experience. Yeah, I, I agree. Right? This is. Um, I think that I, I I think that things on the tabletop are the true language of Warhammer, um, and that we can. And this is okay. This is this is how I collaborate with Eric. There's, there's another topic. Right, for right, another yes, day, exactly. Huh? But like, I think <laughs> that plastic and paint are the true are 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 the only linguistics that that our hobby truly speaks. And my narrative life partner is a wordsmith, and therefore we both yeah. have a lot of room to create that isn't going to conflict with each other. And, uh, and, and like, I, I think that's, that's why we have a, um, a, a fruitful partnership. Uh, but, but, on the, but like, these are all, these are all different things that a narrative can, an event can do. These are possible paths towards success. If you don't want to, if, if you don't want to explore one of those attributes, then you can always find, it's basic equivalent sitting out there in normal Warhammer in nor- in normal you know AOS match play. Um, you don't you, if you don't want to do uh, um, uh, custom mechanics, you can run an event that has a story that links different match play uh, uh, battle plans together. That works. Yeah. That works just no, great. Yeah, we've we've had a plethora of battle plans from Realmgate Wars through you know. Um, you know, into the last, even the last wave of GHB and and starter set. You know, we've got a ton of of battle plans that give us some story or give us like that emulate a certain dynamic that that can fit into a lot of different. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd sure. have to agree that like we are we have so much to work with now that um, that I would yeah. I would advise people to be a um, a synthesist rather than an author. Unless they really have a vision uh, for what a battle plan should be, 
Um, but but if but the um, uh, but but they, but if someone if if someone is really into that, if 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 someone wants to uh, wants to fine tune the way a battle will work in in terms of, of making those rules, um, and, and like that is that is a great job to have on the team. Um, I think that uh, that one one thing that that we should that I that I want to touch on is. Um, it goes to the size of our population, the size of the population of people doing narrative play, because I don't want to spend too much time on talking about how great it is to work with a team, and suggest that it's the only way that you can do um, that, that you can you can do uh, narrative play. It's absolutely not right. Like we've got like you can you can run a successful event by yourself, but I would but I would want to point people towards the idea of partnership outside of. Uh, let's we'll both show up to the um, uh, to the game store on this Saturday and we'll both run an event. Um, we have had a lot of success and we started we started through talking from uh, from coalescence and it grew from there with the ideas of uh, sister events uh, in, in which um, uh, uh, two neos are going to run the same event in two different cities and then kind of build off each other. Uh, that's got that, that helps that helps you um, that helps you find a lot of the benefits of, of partnership but not be restricted to uh, to people in your geographic location and kind of your your limited player base um, if well that to me that certainly says to the point of like when running event that the work the work that's gone ahead of us can be used uh, you know to you you know, you could run raw or run somebody else's event locally as kind of a first step mm-hmm. and then not have to fill that void. You know, if you don't have somebody who's experienced in game mechanics and putting, you know, everything together, um, you know, that I definitely agree that that's a form of teamwork is, you know, reaching out to the community and saying, hey, what can I start? What 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 are some materials that I could start with? And then they focus on. Um, you know, your terrain builder mm-hmm. and your, you know, um, your organizer um, skill set, um, you know. So I, I definitely, I would definitely agree that uh, I I'm don't know, I don't know if finding a specific sister or brother, because I think it's hard to organize even locally. But if you don't have that, you know, kind of somebody to partner with locally, certainly finding somebody to reach out to across, you know, across land or across sea mm-hmm. to get some inspiration, get some support, get some encouragement. Um, you know, we do it all the time through the Neo groups. You know, there's, uh, we're reaching out to each other and, and getting that inspiration for, from, uh, you know, partners that are just there to give us feedback on the stuff that we're, we're kind of trying to put yeah, out. Absolutely. No, it's, it's a, it, right, a, a good means of collaboration is, uh, is to, uh, to use, Use use the collaboration from uh, from from a, a, a events events gone by, uh, which is which is a good a good time to say that we need like as our our community is is churning out narrative play artifacts all the time. We need like we need archivists. Uh, I I I, I yep. do sometimes worry that that um, that that uh, once once we once we run once we run an events we the um, the the raw data that, that we generate that is so useful um, to, uh, to 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 other events um, 
is not properly preserved. Uh, but but you know what? Like it is out there. It is it is on. If if, if you see if you see something that um, if you see a, a Twitter hashtag that blooms uh, one day and like all these incredible pictures, uh, uh, reach out to reach out to that person and they will probably be very happy to talk about their work uh, and and share everything that they have with you and that it like so as a skeleton to build on. Yeah. Well, let me. Let me ask you this. I mean, so let's say you, you, you recognize I need somebody who's, you know, good with rules or, you know, good with mechanics. I, I need somebody who's going to build some tables or build some terrain, has some hobby skill. I need somebody who can organize, you know, and, and keep some of this data together when we get signups or whatever. I need somebody who can communicate uh, with players and make announcements or, you know, kind of do shout outs or whatever it is to kind of, you know, so there's a number of those things that, that, I think are obvious ones and they can all be in one person. They could be in two people, you know, um, and that sort of thing. How do you go about finding team members? How do you approach people? How do you kind of bridge that where you may, you know, maybe it's the first event you're trying to run in a place. Uh, you know that there's some other people around kind Mm -hmm. of, um, is it have to be like, you know, your best friend or some dude that, you know, somebody, uh, guy or gal that you're always playing games with and you're like, Hey, let's do this. So the the thing that works for me, and this is this is a this is a personal philosophy, uh, which is um, uh, uh, which is uh, uh, deeds, not words. Um, uh, the a, a good way to do that is to communicate to your community uh, what you are willing to do, with your commitment to um, to this thing, this thing called narrative play, this thing called Amer- uh, called Age of Sigmar, whatever. Um, uh, and and a good way to build a team is to run an event, uh, flaws and all, but it's the best event you can do. And what I found is that the conclusion of that event is meant is 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 sometimes is often met with people coming out of the woodwork saying, "Hey, that was great. I want to be a part of it." Uh, and and so so a good way to put together a team is to build a team iteratively, uh, but but also. Like a good, but there's, there's we're, we're making a statement in, in that, right? Like, like a good way to build a team is to be willing to see what you can do without a team and then be willing to take a step back and, and introduce collaborators into your process, which can be so difficult because it is giving up, is giving up creative control in, uh, in that, which, uh, which which you used to have um, uh, you know, a, a complete control over, um, and that's that that's that's when this segment is trying to be the voice of experience to say that it that it absolutely is worth it uh, that that we have there's so much value in expressing everything that you've got and there's so much value in opening up a window in uh, in your creative process for someone else to to come in and uh, and and do their own work because 90% of the time you're going to find something that you can build off of and you'll be happier uh, for, for, for reaching it that way. I'm, I struggle between, cause I, I hear what you're saying too, in terms of like build it and they will come There's a little bit of, you know, run an event, see who comes to it and then recruit, um, you know, because it, it gets, catches a bug. I also find that, um, when it comes to campaigns and narrative things uh, or in general, like 
getting something like that started. Some people want, like there, there always seems to be one person who's like, Hey, I'm going to do this for uh-huh. you guys. Right. I'm going to do the work, put something together, come join it. Um, and everyone's kind of looking for something that they can just fall into and like, um, that they themselves don't have to put the work in ahead of time because we're all busy, but somebody's got all the answers kind mm. of thing. Um, is that how you, I mean, if you're, if you're in a space that doesn't have much going on, is that the way to do it? Is you're like, you need to kind of maybe not necessarily run the event, your ideal event right now, but try and find something that everybody would be interested in, uh, step up, run it, see who shows up and then try and build excitement for the next thing. I think that's, I I think that is the that is the path with the highest probability of success, and and I think that you could that I would I would um, advise people someone someone in that in that space a space in which they would love to work with a team but they find they're doing everything to try to look at your community of players and try to um, uh, try try to build. A team organically from there. So, like, what a what are you going to need for an event? Uh, maybe you're going to want um, uh, a map. See if you like reach out to the players and 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 say, can anyone build a map for me? All I need is a drawing and then and slap some hexes on it. Um, it, 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 it be real simple. Like some when somebody when somebody steps up, first of all, it's one less thing you had to do. Um, but but I think more importantly. They they're emotionally invested, and I guarantee you that person is going to be there at the event saying, "Say, hey, uh, hey, hey, you like that uh, floating infinity gears? Um, uh, it's like the endless spell, but uh, but 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 it's uh, but it's gigantic. That was my idea." Uh, um, yeah. And and so like that person can possibly catch the bug. Is probably going to be your map maker from now on, and uh, and and <laughs> and could. Could could branch out into um, in, into other areas. I, I think we're always looking for the um, for the for the um, for the graphic designer uh, in, in the group. Yeah. Um, uh, if uh, those uh, the, those 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 people like when you find someone whose professional talents uh, can be um, can be mined uh, for your event team, that's like striking gold. Yeah. For sure. No, and I it's yeah that's something that I have a I have that skill set and I I find that. It gives me the ability to kind of impromptu tell stories visually and bring more of that. Um, but I also feel sometimes I, uh, well, I can't say lean too heavily on it. Um, but uh, knowing how to use it as kind of effectively, mm-hmm. how do you how do you leverage that for the most impact? And I think Rod does that really well with a couple of you know pinpoint uh, kind of things that um, kind of really uh, make the experience kind of feel more full or, or thought out. Um, what about, so now that you've, you've, you know, you've run an event, you've gathered some people or some like-minded individuals and now, um, you know, you, you, you put the team together. Um, you've maybe divvied out some roles or thought about, Hey, you could do this. We could do this, whatever. And we've got an idea of what we want to do. Uh, like you said, I, I feel like there's always either one driving idea or there's some competing ideas, and it's in, but it's in the details that people have some different thoughts on where that could go or what it could, what it mm-hmm. could be. Um, and everybody wants to put their their mark on it, right? And and the the beauty of that is that when you get done with it and everyone has put their mark on it, 
you all feel really proud of it. Um, and it, it's the satisfaction is magnified, <laughs> but getting to that point where everybody has their yeah. mark on it, uh, can have some, some real lows. Um, what are some, some of those pitfalls? What are some things that, that, that people run into when forming a team that is probably some of the things that keep them from. Right. So, uh, so when we are uh, doing these narrative events, uh, everything is time bound, right? Nobody, nobody has the idea that this is like, yeah, let's put together an event and, um, and uh, we'll do it when we're ready. Um, Like those, those are things that never happened. Instead, it's more like uh, we've got this thing and it's going to happen within, um, six to nine months, uh, what can we do to get ready for it? Which means that you can have this period in which things are just gestating and you're giving more time to that gestation than you would if you were working as an individual because you want to make sure that everyone's voices are heard. And that means that somebody on the team has to watch the clock. Somebody has to be, has, has to be saying, um, if we go with this idea, then it's great, and it's also going to have these second-order consequences. Um, this idea will have us having to build all this stuff. This idea we can realize, but maybe it's not as satisfying. Um, and also, guys, if we don't choose one of these two uh, uh, right now, then we're going to run out of time. We actually won't be able to do anything. Um, it, it, somebody, somebody has to be the voice of realism in the group because if, because you're explicitly telling everyone to just dream for a while in order to, to make sure that, yeah. that, that everybody gets, get, gets, gets their ideas out. Um, I also think that it's, um, that it's, it's really, it's, it's helpful to, um, to, to, to take ideas that are broad strokes and to start uh, breaking them out into individual strokes as quickly as possible because, because like even if it's someone's baby, they probably had that they, they, they probably had that, um, that vision as a broad stroke and the individual strokes are where every all the other collaborators can, um, uh, can can step in and start to um, uh, start start to invest and, and start to, to create ownership and that's that's what gives everyone a sense that that this is this is this is their thing and this is worth all their leisure time at, at, at the end um, it, it's it's somewhat it's 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 everyone being mindful that this is something that we are creating together and that nobody has complete creative control if everyone's mindful of that, you're probably going to get across the finish line with a happy team. Where um, the two areas where I've experienced kind of the most. So there's certainly kind of in the ethereal, in the idea of the story, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a ton of ideas, but I've never found it to be hard to come down to a central thread because, you know, they're, they're theoretical, yeah. right? Um, it always feels to me like the game mechanics um, or the, the, the choice of battle plans or the choice of um, how they link and um, having a lot of contention to how do you want to, how do you want to cut, how do you want to skin that cat? 
Yeah. Right. How do you want to express that story through these three, these mechanics or these types of games or these sorts of things to be the thing that has the most kind of like not contention, but different ideas or, you know, partially I think because, um, on one hand, everyone has some game styles they like better Mm -hmm. than others, but also game mechanics are hard to envision or to imagine how they feel on the table. Um, not everybody is able to take, oh, if you do this and then this and everybody, you know, at the beginning of each turn, uh, you know, you roll a dice and this happens and you choose three things and yeah. blah, 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 blah. To one person who's writing it is like, you know what this is going to feel like on the table? This is going to feel like somebody reaching up into the sky with their sword <laughs> and lightning hits it and they're going to sweep it across. And to somebody else, they're like, eh, I'm not, you know, they're not seeing that. They're they're feeling something else. They're interpreting mm-hmm. it. And so that it seems like that those mechanics being the thing that bring the game to life but are the hardest to imagine tend to be the thing where uh, I've spent the most time kind of, do we do this or not yeah. do this? Do we agree or disagree? Um, have you found that to be the case? Yeah, it was, so I think that, I think that it's very, I, I personally think that it's very seldom that mechanics do the heavy lifting. Um, when you get, when, when you get a table that's really singing, uh, that, that, that is, that is, is, is really like two players that are, uh, that are, that are really, um, that, that are really immersed in the mortal realms and they're still rolling dice. They've actually, they've, they've, they've actually brought so much of it themselves that you, um, that you, you sit by, you sit them, you watch them playing with your terrain, with your custom scenario, and you still feel that you're a little extraneous. Um, but this, like, this is, like, this is just the strength of our community. Like, that's something, that's actually not a problem. It's a feature. Uh, it, 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 which, which is to say, I think, I, I, I think that, that portions of event design can be a best effort if you are willing to do the hard work to communicate to your players, uh, like what, 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 what they're allowed to do, um, what, what your expectations are, um, uh, uh, what, what options they have in front of them that they normally wouldn't have in, in, in match play. Um, and, uh, and, and so that's, that's a, that's another job, right? Um, there's a there's there's a there's a portion of running an event that is um, uh, th- it, that uh, the, you know the prep is done and you're out there uh, on the floor and you're 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 helping everyone have fun um, and and that like, if if you can if you can do that well you're going to do you're 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 going to 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 cover all those gaps in in your um in, in in your 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 in your mechanical presentation uh that that maybe you you didn't know you had had or that you really couldn't figure out and you went with a with a best effort um i, I think i'm speaking to more, more to, to my to my personal style uh, i i know that there's some very practiced game authors out there that could that could probably do it but i would say um it's not it's not make so or break you, but do you is that where so not so the conversation of are the mechanics how do they affect the game I would save that for another time what I'm wondering I guess mm-hmm. rephrasing it is 
in in the dynamics of putting a group together, a team yeah. together, uh, I've found the how you express the game through mechanics to be the place where people have had the most disagreement, mm-hmm. um, or or where where there's the most like, did we get? Are we getting it right? And I hear what you're maybe what you're saying is in the long run, the players make up for a lot of either uh, right or wrong in our uh-huh. game mechanics. I, I tend to feel like the the when when I've played and the one game you know a few of the events I've written for there are certain mechanics that stand out that when somebody plays that on the table it it directs or or inspires their uh, mm-hmm. experience but if if for you and your experience working with a team if mechanics weren't the thing that everybody kind of grumbled about or or were on odds at about or should we do it this way or that way was there another area of being in a team that kind of where you saw like okay we, we're running into some roadblocks because we have different ideas competing yeah is there another area of teamwork or building a, a an event yeah that, so 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 i was that? like to, re- to return to your comment i think what we're running up against is that um is, is that the the stumbling blocks of a team are going to be a bit unique for for a team um, I think that you had like what you what you ran into is 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 a party that was uh, that was very experienced and um, and and cared about uh, about uh, uh, mechanics. Um, that's wonderful. Uh, it's like you were you were really lucky to have those social dynamic problems. Um, uh, and and it I, I can I can see what you're talking about, but it doesn't match uh, it doesn't match the experience of the of, of the teams I've been a part of. And, um, and, 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 and which, which means that we were willing to, um, to, ex- to, to accept, um, pro- probably the, we, we, to the purported expertise of, of our team with probably without putting it to the test. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't know that that, that got us a, a, a superior result, but it was how we got through that challenge. So what, um, the teams that, that I have been a part of that, that, where we where we uh, ran into stumbling blocks were on the um, on the stories of our events and how and how we would express them. I think within the rise and fall uh, with the the schedule of of our of our events, uh, which is to say, like we we had stories that we wanted to tell at least that we wanted to set up for the for uh, for the opportunity for players to bring to a conclusion, and we had. Even if we could agree on a um, on on a, a set uh, like a like a meta story early on, uh, we had a lot of different ideas about how to bring that story to conclusion, and I think that speaks to kind of the uh, the limited tools that we have um, that we that we have to, to tell stories in in Warhammer, um, and we can uh, we, it, it, we we start we start with like a win loss. And we can build out a lot of variables from there, but it's still, it's still kind of a variation on that central equation. And and then and and then we start to think about like, well, we want we want players to come in with with their own ideas and they'll kind of bring bring anything together. But we also want to come up with a plan so that we don't just start with some maps and let the players drive. And uh, and and then and then we did something really great, but maybe we didn't do something spectacular because we weren't we, we because because we couldn't build build onto something. I I, I think that yeah. that um, that what that the groups I've been a part of 
started to um, started to, came up came up with a lot of different expressions of a central idea of story, and a lot of different ways in order to um, to to get to those uh, to to those individual ideas of stories and finding the marriage of everyone's ideas such that it would fit into, let's say, five games or seven games of Age of Sigmar, was a was a was a pretty decent challenge, but but, but we, we we worked through it. But but I but it's still, yeah. it still it it still me made me it still it was still the kind of thing where I, I would say, you know. I I couldn't I, if 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 I could just clone me, then we wouldn't have this problem. I don't disagree with all these people. Well, 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 I do. I mean, I do think that sometimes when an individual is able to create something from start to finish, um, there's some cohesiveness to it that you don't get when everybody's you know you you work in a committee. I don't tend to, in my professional life. I am you know I've tended to be a, an entrepreneur, solo, work for myself, do my own thing. Until most recently, the most successful business I've had has now many people and they love what we do and they care about what we do. And now they have opinions on what we do and they're not always the same as my opinions on what we do. Um, and, but if I want people who care about what we're doing and who are going to give their passion on, on the day that it's important, um, you have to, you have to give away pieces um, and you have to, yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, you have to learn to say yes. And, and here's what, what I hope is that, um, one, I do think that there should be somebody who kind of is the keeper of the final vision or, uh, is kind of, uh, whatever it is that the, is the goal of the event, whatever you're trying to do, if there's any new ground you're trying to break or any kind of, of, um, uh, you know, uh, quality, that you're trying to reach that there's somebody who's kind of checking all of that. I mean, if everybody can be, but like, you know, and deadlines is another one, somebody who's saying, Hey, can we get it done yeah. in time? If yes, then go for it. If no, then we're cutting yeah. that, you know, somebody who can kind of make some decisions like that. Um, but what I'm, what I'm hoping too, is that as narrative events, especially in, in any given location become less um, scarce, become more prevalent that, we might be able to say, Hey, you know what? Let's run with that idea for this time. And let's put this other idea in our, in our uh, kind of folder of great mm -hmm. ideas. And maybe the next event, let's run with that one. Um, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes, so with like the Al Hollow siege, like it was great because Brenda and I were both like thinking about sieges before we even talked to each other. And so it was like, all right, siege is the central theme and it. That made sense. And it worked for us. Um, and luckily, you know, on, on, on to some degree, not everybody had as much time to me to, to, as I did to come up with three games and what they would be or whatever. So I had a lot of room to develop and kind of express. But I had guidelines from other people and people saying, well, let's go this way. Maybe that would be too hard or this would be too complicated or blah, blah, blah. Um, but now that we've had that, we've had that success. I know somebody who wants to run a skirmish event uh -huh. and they'd probably care more about that than three other people. And so maybe they give them some more voice on saying, well, what would we run? And, you know, we know that next year 
Uh, we want to run, you know, I think we've been talking a little bit about doing, you know, a high seas show. Oh, I'm so happy that's going that, forward. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and so like, but, and so obviously there's some ground that's been, uh, or some, there, there is a uh, wake for us to follow or a current for us to follow that, that's been set by the East Coast. Um, but, you know, even if I'm sitting here going, uh, I don't, you know, it's been done before. I'd really love to try something different. You know, it's okay to say, you know what? I'm going to get more people, like, I'm going to have more fun if there's more people that are bought into this. And if that's the one where more people are mm-hmm. going, then let's let's say the energy of that team is more important than my individual expression or my individual getting my way on everything or even the majority of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, uh, yeah. It's, that's that, that's 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 a good point. We um, as we as we said starting 2019, our our time at narrative events is less precious than it was before. That's a great thing. That gives us that that gives us time to say um, to say you know I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing here because it's not the only narrative game I play in this year because it's not the only game, narrative game I run this year. Um, and be, be, because there's so many, so many possible things to explore, explore. Like I, um, I, as soon as they put out those rules for realms, I, my first thought was like, well, that's fine. Like I just have to run every, every game I run from now on has to have at least seven tables because I couldn't possibly think of a world in which I didn't do every, all seven realms. Uh, that's not <laughs> actually true. Uh, it's just taken me a while to realize that it was going to be okay to specialize because I would get to run other games. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I mean, and I don't know if you have more, you know, more thoughts on, on teamwork. I think everybody gets that, that teamwork is important. It's, it's, it's elevated in so many aspects of our lives. But as you mentioned at the start of this conversation, um, a match play game, Games Workshop has done such a great job of uh, streamlining rules for the match play and, creating it so that there's very few um, rules questions. And, and time and time again, we hear um, TOs, uh, tournament organizers, saying that they can often do this with a handful of people or you know, just on the day of answering questions, getting people through the lines and signed up, etc. cetera. Um, but the games run themselves with very little issue, right? Um, and, and not to say that a narrative has issue, but there's there's more things that we want on the table. There's more things that we want to interact and to collide into each other. And we want um, different kinds of consequences that aren't written into any mm-hmm. books and are unique to almost every single event that that, uh, that is run in the narrative spirit. And in that regard, if you try and take this on solo, you're going to burn out. And there may not be another narrative event yeah. after that. The, in order to make sure that we have a healthy... Um, uh, healthy events and a healthy community teaming up and partnering and uh, you know uh, sharing the load uh, may be essential for um, making the best events and making the best communities. It's very true. When I started to run an event, I want to run. I want to move the dinosaur so that it eats the right person. Um, I want to. Uh, <laughs> I want to go around and um, and uh, roll some dice and take off a, a random model. But my and uh, and I want to, to take pictures and put them on Twitter under my hashtag. But what I actually want to do is go around to the tables in which people are just rolling dice and taking off casualties and start to talk to them about their about about their their armies and their generals and spark 
spark the good play that I see happening maybe on other tables and start to tell, start to, to subtly work with them to, to, uh, to get, get them into the, the spirit of, of, of what we're all doing here. And that's going to take up all my time. When I have to do the ringer, Eric, I hate it. Oh, it's the worst. If I have to actually, like, when I have to actually like play these games, I never give my opponent a best game because I, I want to be on any other table but this. Um, and uh, and and so so there's 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 so there there's so much to do. Um, uh, there's so much to do in the day of. There's so much to do in in in, in prep. Uh, it's worth. It's worth giving up that creative control in order to, uh, to, to, to get a beautiful thing built. Awesome. Well, let's take a break. And then when we come back, let's start talking about narrative signals and uh, how to, to, uh, to kind of use those to build the events or to communicate things about our event. So that we get uh, the players. So you know, now we've got the team together. Let's let's put some signals together so we get the right players uh, to our event. Let's do Sound it. Good? Welcome back. Um, for our second topic, we're going to get into narrative signals. Uh, narrative signals are the way we communicate, sometimes explicitly saying, you know, hey, this is a narrative event, but also implicitly. Uh, through the uh, to create the tone of the narrative uh, and the events that we're playing, so that the the players that are going to enjoy this the most, the particular style of of event, are going to enjoy it the most, and know how to find it, and know what to show up uh, with, and what attitude to have. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, I think that even match play events struggle with some uh, setting expectations for what kind of event they're going to be. And again, not trying to create a, uh, you know, we're uh, a, a comparison of negatives, but narrative events have even more expectations to, to set, I think, because there's so many different variation in narrative. Um, we've, as we mentioned last episode, uh, last campaign phase, that the We've seen such variety in the types of narrative events from, uh, you know, big sweeping, you know, uh, combats or arena style things or where you have to, def you know, defeat all these realm beasts to, um, you know, uh, one of the first Nova events where it's a, a whole RPG ending in a, you know, battle on a pyramid um, to a siege event uh, spanning three um, you know, three games, you know, trying to knock down a, a castle and get to the middle. Um, but they all have, you know, while there's some, some things that made them in common, there's, there's definitely things that separate them. Um, what did you, what do you think some of the benefits of, of signals are? Um, and do you yeah. define it the same way? So, so I think that, I, I think that there are, um, there's, we're, we're always looking for a, um, a, an efficiency in communication um, whenever we speak to our players, and probably because, and I think some of that comes from a a a difficulty in finding the right voice. I, I heard I heard Rob Symes recently talking about uh, writing his um, uh, his 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 book on, on on Warhammer and struggling to find just the right way of expressing a truth that he had. About the game, and it, we're like we're always running into this. How do we communicate to the players what we want and what is possible to them 
um, in such in, in such a way that 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 um, that they understand it and that it's elegant um, yeah. because because that the, because that elegant elegant communication is is everything a pack can't be 30 pages and and if it is it won't be consumed um, but if if we have if we have a way to 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 talk to our players without with with without without talking like we know that that they end up getting it and we know that that we that we see the results yeah i think i think you know so i come from some background in branding and uh marketing and often in brands you don't have more than a couple of sentences to communicate who you are or or what you provide to which audience uh in comparison to somebody else right to differentiate yourself in the market and 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 prove to somebody or at least uh, create curiosity in somebody that you might be the right uh, uh, solution for them or, you know, whatever. I don't think we're quite to that level of, of need, but I think it's still, people still respond to things in concise and specific uh, uh, packages. Um, and so that's where I think that there's some explicit things Um but then there's also there's some things that as a community uh, there is some you know in the existing Warhammer or tabletop community or people that have been playing tabletop games for a long time there's some there's some common like um, givens or assumptions and often if they come to a narrative event with those same assumptions they may not have the best time. And so I think some of the things that we do uh, can't be undone explicitly, and that's not undone, but balanced out explicitly. We need to show them in different ways and kind of prove that there's a different attitude or a different way of going about it that are less uh, explicit and saying, hey, this is different. And just like, oh, this game doesn't have a podium or this event doesn't have a podium. It doesn't have a top three generals um, uh, slot here that's different. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for what kind of event, what kind of a weekend I'm going to have? Um, and, and to your point uh, too, I think we have a number of, of ways of kind of, we don't have a ton of time, a ton of attention of the viewer or of the player. Sorry. I went back into marketing speak, <laughs> right? We've got some of our initial communication. Hey, our announcement of this is what we're going to do. You've got one coming up uh, soon, right? Uh, or some of the, we were just talking about um, uh, uh, Beyond Realm's Edge. You know, mm-hmm. you've announced it, and now you're kind of reminding people. It's a reminder of dates and deadlines and that sort of thing, right? You've got your pack, which is kind of like maybe the second time that you really get their attention because it's a big moment, um, and then you've got your opening conversation the day of. Uh, maybe you've got some emails back and forth and then you've got the games themselves and people playing with each other and, and your one-to-one communication and face-to-face and, and your, your, you know, that, that personal time that you have with them the, the, at the event. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, there's not a ton of points in which to get out a lot of information mm-hmm. and about you have to, what kind of event. You, you have to be, you have to be careful because in what you communicate, because we are, attempting to be a creative enterprise that that goes from the organizers to the players and enables the cre- the, the players creativity 
Um, mm-hmm. You can't go and say, uh, oh, by the way, your models can swing on that chandelier. Right. But because then everyone will say, like, well, we're supposed to swing on the chandelier. Uh, what, what, you, what you have to say is by being uh, specific, uh, yeah. you by by being uh, specific, you may be limiting. Yes, right. Yes, what what, what you want to say is these are rules of the chandelier, these are rules for the rock, these are rules for the uh, for the lava. But uh, by the way, um, anything else could uh, uh, could 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 have rules. I don't know. Um, uh, have fun, and then and then walk away, and 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 by 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 giving by by. Building one lever, you want to allow a player to um, uh, to, to to re-engineer on the fly and and, and build thirty levers. Um, but and, and I, but but that's just that that's just one of those signals, right? Yep. And I think that you know what you talked about there is sometimes when you pick one signal or one element, it doesn't always jive with another element, uh, and it may not it may not work for every player or every organizer um, that you're. So, for instance, your style, you talk about, um, uh, so, for instance, having, um, I would call this a third player, right? This might be, in the case of Holy Hammer, this is the tables, right? Mm -hmm. The tables have these rules, and the tables are out to kill you. Um, The tables are the third player in uh, a Holy Hammer event, right? Um, You like to talk about the Realm Master, right? Uh, Being the Realm Master, being able to... Um, uh, be at the tables and as somebody's doing something, be there to facilitate an idea or a, a, a offhand remark that they make so that you can make that real, more real through a mechanic or through a dice roll or through a, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so I think, I think that third player is a signal and something that's likely something you include in the pack or if not in the pack, it's kind of a hard thing to put in the pack um, uh, it may be that, you know, again, that te- that day of team is you introduce them as game masters or realm masters and that they're there to facilitate the games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, uh, but, but that, that third, that third player, I, I think so. So the thing you would, the signal there would be, would, would be the goals of that third player. If the, if the, if the, if the goals of the table are to, um, to, to, make to, to, to make the game of the other two players uh, extremely challenging um, then that's there uh, that, that's there in the pack I think often the um, the goal of the realm master is to turn the uh, turn the game into more of a story and, and more of a story that goes between games and that's something that a pack can say that, that, that that's that's something that um, that they can it can start to a, a pack can be a communication of the story so far and tarts start to talk to players about what kind of story they themselves should bring so that their army isn't just a a passive uh, participant in that and and also like that that's going to be best communicated before dice start uh, uh, start rolling on 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 game one uh, which which means you've got to find a way to do it and I think I do think that this I would consider a very heavy signal um, and indicate a very uh, deep kind of narrative style of event. Um, for All Hallows Siege, we also introduced the, the GMs or the RM Masters, 
And we, uh, part of the story was that there were these four monks and these four monks represented the different, uh, you know, alliances and that they were playing their own political game and that the, the players coming would be subject to that political game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so we, they, we, they knew ahead of time that there were the third, there was a third player, um, going to be, you know, messing with mechanics or inciting action or encouraging a style of play or you know for instance uh we had an ideneth player that was kind of bunkered uh you know um holding you know they were fortifying this castle they were the defender um and it was kind of a non-game on the table like nothing was happening everybody was was cagey and it was hard to move and so uh, uh realmaster went and gave them an incentive uh just a possibility that if they did this if they left the gate and were able to go through and, and do this, that they would get something else that could help them later on in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, sometimes it was, um, it was to create some balances or some fun where the mechanics fell short, as we were talking about before. But where the mechanics couldn't create enough space for the two people to tell stories. Uh, the, the Realm Master gave an incentive to do something more. But, but I think there was another signal there that um, you, by giving a point of interface within the fiction of the world for the realm master ex- to exist, you were communicating to the players that the agency of the realm master was going to be somewhat limited, right? Like, like you were, you had someone playing a monk. You didn't have someone playing uh Sigmar or Nagash. Yeah. Which, which, which like you were, you were staying with the players. Uh, you're going to be interfacing with the world that world goes beyond the actions of you and your opponent, but uh, the 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 thing the the um, the, the the elements of the, that the world controls will not be infinite. Uh, will be will will be things that a particular a, like a particular person in the in the realms can do, and that makes yeah. that 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 was that was giving everyone an idea about what to uh, what to expect that's just as important as as the ex- existence of that role at all so and i think that fits something that you and i enjoy again it's kind of defining roles for ourselves interacting with the players on a personal level and seeing uh, how to kind of take allow them to be creators in the event right mm-hmm. because there aren't always uh, and this is where I think, and I want to kind of say where some of the difficulty of this particular signal comes in, because we want to facilitate them as creators in this space. But for many people who have not played uh, narrative games before, this could be a difficult and a hard thing to get through, get over, or to embrace. And sometimes could create negativity for a player who thinks that they're working within the confines of the rules as they've been set. And a game master comes over and uh, in, in gives what they feel might be an advantage to somebody else yeah. and create some tension. So this may not be the right signal for uh, a community that has a lot of new narrative gamers in it. It can also, another, another, another thing that I've seen happen is if a signal is consumed by one player and not by another, then, uh, then, then you start to get... You, you you start to get um, uh, uh, bad feelings when somebody pulls a lever that 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 their their opponent or maybe somebody on the other table didn't didn't know existed, 
Like, it, like it should, it should be, um, it should be a beneficial eureka moment. Like, oh, that's amazing. Yes, um, I'm going to start uh, bribing, um, bribe, bribing my opponent. Uh, let's do this. Uh, but, but if it's, uh, but it can also lead to, well, I could have been bribing someone this entire time, and I'm, and I've got two losses uh, on my belt. Um, it, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's tricky. Because I, because I actually don't want to explicitly talk to everyone about this stuff. I want it to come out organically, yeah. and and I'll, and I think honestly, I will take the hit of um, of, uh, of of having some having some a bad play experience and try to try to to talk to them afterwards and try to try to try to say like, well, like, well, now you know, and we're going to have a great game next time. Uh, which yep. is which is somewhat optimistic, right? Like you don't get get every player back. I think so. Where would you say is there um, a signal that you feel like? Because uh, yeah, like you, you said, there's some uh, there's some consequences to having some things like that, and it, it's good to have some experience in it and to be able to kind of work with people when it doesn't go well. Is there a signal that you like, um, or a game element that you like that has a um, Maybe is a less strong signal, or is an easier pill to swallow that still pulls people into narrative. So I really like the I, I really like the idea that uh, that that narrative um, uh, first and foremost is the home for everything under the sun for Age of Sigmar, um, and I, I, I I don't I know I don't know exactly how that how that is has been communicated, but I think it's, I think it's there. I, I think that, that when that we're, we're at the point in our community where, where narrative is the good time to get um, your ogre army out. And it's the good time to get, to bring your, bring your Bretonians back. It's the safe space for things that are no longer safe within the current meta. Um, and, and, and so that, if, if I make, so what you're saying is like, giving people space to bring out the things that would be less optimal in a match play setting. That's right. Yeah. They can, if it allows it, 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 we, we've, we've been able to make the statement that our games are a home for both, both for, for new toys and old, and that we're going to find the way that they interact. And if players think about that, then they're going to realize that, um, that, that, that we're not going to introduce like balancing mechanics or so they can, they can have a standard, um, a, a standard, uh, uh, successful game. What we're, what we're going to do is set alternate means of, I don't want to say success, but means of interfacing with the game. Um, uh, in which, in which we're, 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 we're setting up, we're, we're setting up time in which, in which it's okay for games to be lost, uh, because, um, uh, be, because, because, because we're all, we're, because players are trying to do something else, uh, for instance. Yeah. I think, I think you're this, I think, um, this in my head, um, is my favorite signal and is probably my number one to include in every narrative event is to eliminate, um, win and loss as the, as the highest, um, goal or, or, or the, in terms of loss, be the, the thing you want to have happen least. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because they set a dynamic of opposition with the people that you're playing with as opposed to collaborative uh, um, experience. Um, and so I think for me, uh, so that, and, and I would categorize that as a goal. Like I want people to pull out whatever they want and bring it to the table. And I want them to be able to tell whatever story they have with whatever models that they have. And so the, the signal that I like to use is um, alternate win conditions. And I don't, I don't necessarily mean um, like secondary and tertiary uh, victory conditions on a battle plan. What I mean is, uh, is, is the removal of the podium, the first, mm-hmm. second, and third player, and replace it with um, other, uh, what we did at All Hallows Siege was replace that with other kind of, and this was a little bit what we did in Coalescence. We kind of modified that a little bit was oh, that yeah. there's these different things that you can be the best at. And you being the best at one thing could put you in direct competition with somebody else who wants to be the best at that thing too. Um, but there's somebody else who's going to sneak in the best at something else. There's, there's many things to win at. There's many things to tailor your story to. And that if you have, if you have two people that can single each other out and say, Hey, we're both going for that thing that can create a, a, a positive dynamic and competition, um, that, that everybody, that, can be more easily laughed off when you don't get it mm-hmm. because it's, 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 it's uh, storytelling, right? It's narrative. Yeah. You know, this is um, what, what I always want to see uh, is, um, is, is some, is, is a narrative game, which one of the players is just going to be like, well, I'm going to make this love triangle happen, right? Like something that, <laughs> that is not going to, there's never going to express within, uh, within uh, within Age of Sigmar, um, I could start putting that in the pack. I could start putting that as as a um, as 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 a uh, as as an award and communicate to the players that I would like to see that, or or their or or their um, their replacement. Hmm. You got me thinking. So- <laughs> well, and, and that's something that we did uh, for, for All House Siege and we've done for Coalescence where we've set out what those um, – well, so it, so uh, let's say specifically All House Siege is where we set out – I think we had 16 different uh, possible uh, names. Like, uh, you know, you would win so-and-so the Destroyer. And then at the end of the event, we had blank trophies. And we wrote the name of their particular warlord, if I could remember it, or the the person themselves, and then gave them that title that mm-hmm. correlated with that achievement. Um, we did something a little bit different with Coalescence, and that was that you don't win as an individual. You win as a team. Mm-hmm. By removing the individual, that is another signal that uh, that this isn't about your personal victories but it's about how your team does overall and if you're representing a narrative um faction or something like that your victory is is the victory for that narrative faction it's i think it's easier to get into your alliance that way and i, and I remember something else about the the coalescence uh mechanisms it was so easy to overflow on successes from a particular game right right like you like you were trying you were you were trying to help your team through through achievements 
And once you do, you had done something, it was so easy to be in normal Warhammer mode and just keep doing it. But you didn't get any benefit from getting more than one check mark, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, you would like you could only help your team once in uh, in the ability to uh, have a battle line, a battle line unit kill a hero. Um, so so it 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 told it told players that they needed to be generalists, and that was that 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 would. Like that—that that started people playing differently. I—that one is an interesting point too, because and where I—I I don't know that I—I I think we, again, we had a lot of smart people in the room thinking <laughs> through these things and and bouncing the ideas off, but there was something about um, if there was a ceiling to how well how much you could provide your team, that meant overkill wasn't important. Mm-hmm. Tabling your opponent wasn't important. You know, pushing to just like win as hard as possible wasn't as important you'd still try and do everything you could i guess right but if you got again if you got three check marks instead of five you're probably still helping your team pretty well right yeah um and especially and then on the flip side if you were the one getting one check mark because you were not having a great game right somebody else on your team was i got that for you you know um, i got that for the team and you feel like you won still right because your team did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there's some some elements of uh, tempering down kind of that uh, that adrenaline of and and that um, selfishness of of winning, which isn't. I don't want to say that as a negative in terms of match play. I'm all about this that competitive spirit and that selfishness selfishness of the person who wants to do their personal best. Yeah. And I don't think it has zero place in narrative, but it's certainly not the the most important thing that I think we want to foster in a narrative event. Yeah, one one thing I always say say to people that are trying like that are trying to figure out whether their army is narrative or not, whatever that means, is that a common uh, attribute of um, uh, of fictional protagonists is that they are competent. Like it's yeah. okay for your army to be good at killing things because it's an army, yep. and we're all like, the, like these are stories about armies, but, um, but maybe your event is trying to tell another story with these protagonists. A, a, a signal we used for uh, uh, for uh, for Nova Narrative was to um, to front load our event uh, either with uh, with. With video or um, with uh, with uh, Twitter posts or with everything on our, our Facebook group, we front loaded it with story, and what we were and and as things went on, we kept em- emphasizing that um, that there that this story was going to be constantly changing things that were happening on the game board on the map, uh, and, and 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 that the the end state for any individual player was going to be how successfully they felt that they interacted with that story what 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 they what how they felt and their in their role as protagonists and not really how how they ended up with other role as successful playing pieces yeah um i think that that's being able to fit your army into a larger narrative, even if you're like the B, C, D, you know, like if you're like the the third tier, you know, like the the C list actor, uh, 
uh-huh. right? You're, you know, you're a supporting cast. Um, like I think that there's still something pretty awesome about playing your role uh, in that. And, and if you can, yeah, create, and it's similar, I think, you know, in some instances, the, the uh, objectives can provide that role. Again, if you become the demolisher, then you know that for your team, your, even if your role was just mashing down the most walls, mm-hmm. like that's something that you're, uh, as a supporting character, if somebody else was the one who climbed up the mountain and grabbed a hold of that holy element um, or that MacGuffin, uh, you know, hey, I did my part. Like being able to say I did my part is rewarding, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for a narrative play. Yeah, I, I have seen uh, kind of partnerships uh, or, or uh, develop uh, within a narrative event in which somebody decides that they are not the boss, and the, and and it's going and they are they are going to play in character and um, and be the um, uh, the kind of uh, toadying yes man to um, to to another player to another general what have you, and you know what that guy is having a blast. Um, yeah. And he's be- because because he got to choose that role, and he yep. never he never had anything uh, foisted upon him. We had a couple of um, in that kind of case. We had it for All Hallows Siege. We had a couple of people that we chose as warlords to be leaders of the others because we wanted to um, have them make some decisions to you know kind of make things a little faster. Yeah. Um, and one of them had a Skaven on their team. Uh, and that Skaven from the very beginning told us, us realm masters that they had plans to betray. <laughs> and we even had one of our awards being the most treacherous and thinking that, that we wanted to instigate some treachery but not make it rampant, that everybody could do it. Uh, but in the end, I was surprised at how loyal people were. Uh-huh. Even if, in, even if like, uh, our, our stereotype of the, like these... Um, you might say that that person didn't play the Skaven right because they didn't do the treacherous thing. Um, but I would say is I think that there's so much room uh, just from the, uh, I'll, I'll say it's a, probably more of a study on people as like, we want to be a part of a team and we want to play our part and we want to say that we contributed in a positive way to those things. Even if, you know, uh, you know, and so I think as an element and as, as from a success and from like a, a positive uh enjoyment factor um having somebody play even a you know not having a person play the part of the leader or the warlord and have people play other roles is extremely satisfying mm-hmm. i think we see it we see it in work right when you have somebody who has a clear vision and can can execute and lead people um everyone you're fine playing your role if it's part of something bigger right you, you know another really interesting signal that I, I haven't really um, thought about until now is it's it's very it's very impactful to players and, and I'm not always sure why but it really is if your if a, if a narrative play exists within a continuity and and the um, and, and the signal it gives them is that actions matter and mm-hmm. that um, and that there is there are there are consequences beyond today, beyond the, beyond the games that they're going to play. I, I have I have seen it change uh, players' activities within the games, um, especially when it comes down to the end game, because they start thinking about what their what their warlords, what their characters are going to do um, after after the event, and uh, what they're going to bring to future games. 
and they start to think about how they're going to interrelate with uh, with with the other players, and it absolutely um, it, it absolutely changes changes their behavior. But but like that's that's the like that that's that's the, that's not match play, right? Match play is over yeah. when the when when the when the dice stop rolling. Um, yeah. and, and well, I think. Well, I was just going to say we've talked about this, and uh, you know, Alexander Nygaard uh, wrote many of our scenarios for co- the second coalescence or the third, um, you know, 2018's mm-hmm. uh, summer coalescence. And um, in our first year, there was some um, interest in doing a more complex campaign uh, map for your, our uh, games. And I had argued against that to do just a series of three um, declining. Um, you start bigger with more points and you go down. We can talk about that signal in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in this in this past season, uh, we did uh, we said yes to him doing a, a tree, and there's a lot more work that goes into that tree because half the scenarios aren't going to get played uh, if the group goes one way or if if, if, if a, the actions in scenario one go left. There's a whole path right that doesn't get worked on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if if the players know that that's the case, then that's another way of proving that actions have consequences. Right, that the things they do affect the world, and maybe that extra work is worth it. Right? Yeah. Just for for adding to that. Yeah, I, I, hmm. I you got me questioning whether whether we communicated that robustly enough. Um, could like how would how would we have how how would we have stuck that landing? Would it be worthwhile to because because remember that pack only had um, only had uh, battle plan one. Like did okay. that did did every did people come out of co- of coalescence games thinking about um, the if we played games one, two, and three? Uh, I, I experienced three I experienced three games, but I didn't hit two B and three B C D. What were those other four games like? Did they did they mourn their passing, um, uh, or 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 at least were they were they aware of it? Um, uh, because because no, I I think you're right. I think that. Um, I, I remember trying to say like, okay, well, because in power one, we'll be doing this instead of this. Uh, but, but could I, like, could I have, could I have wrung more dramatas out of that, uh, out of that, uh, that exclusion? I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think that that's, I mean, that's kind of where we're still at, even though again, patting ourselves on the back for back for the last three years as a community, um, you know, uh, breaking some really new ground, um, I think we're going to benefit from some more time thinking about and understanding these signals so that we can have the impact that we want to have on people because it does matter. Like, yeah, we're playing games, but if at the end of uh, an event we can understand how we might have impacted somebody's uh, perception of, of things, if we did want to have that impact of consequences, feeling consequences and the weight of those consequences, mm-hmm. then we could, you know, potentially which signals pad that right which signals um you know uh contribute to that sense of impact that the the player has and can we use more of those as opposed to some other ones so for instance um uh we were just talking about points uh certainly one of the things match play uh you can differentiate from a match play setting is that match play has the same number of points uh, over the every single game over the course of that event, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're playing and you're usually playing one list many times. So something that 
that we can do from a narrative standpoint is we can work with smaller point games that, you know, uh, and or or a variety of different sized games. Um, and I use the word points because I, I don't think that you necessarily have to remove points, which are a very easy way for people to put a list together. Um, and and not and I know we have it planned at some point in the future to talk about is balance important in narrative. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> but but match play uh, points are something that people are used to it's a it's one of those assumptions that people are comfortable with if they've been playing in the game for very long and if we can tweak that we adjust game points from game to game it's a way of of signaling that this is narrative without removing that safety net yeah if, if we we're truly competing we'd want every um every uh, every test of, of outcomes is to, to stand on its own. When, when we when we when we change the points uh, between games, we said that your experience with player A is very significantly different from your experience with player B. We're doing something else now, and and this isn't a um, uh, a collection of test results in the way the tournament would be. Um, I I think that. Uh, Another way that we communicate that is um, is with the uh, with uh, with the tables. Um, narrative narrative is a um, narrative has this uh, this association with uh, with crazy terrain, and yeah. um, and it's because you can get really crazy really easily in such a way that it would disrupt the legitimacy of match play. When we do like when we put a big flying island in the middle of the board, and you can put uh, a vampire lord and zombie dragon uh, on that, and then he can swoop down and kill anybody, what we're saying is that I don't care that that uh, isn't fair. It, it was cool, and and we're all going to have to accept that 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 cool has legitimacy here, um, yeah. and and also like not every table has that flying island. It's okay that. <laughs> um, for 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 some differentiation to be available because because that that that's that that's part of the story. Um, yeah. uh, narrative uh, plays with the uh, with the z-axis a lot. Narrative has stuff that's um, that's that's uh, that's that's really uh, that, that's really tall um, that uh, the things jump around on. Narrative co- stops asking if things are fair or not, and so we we tell. When, when, when people walk into a room, they can see, they, they, like, we, we hope to make them say, like, oh, wow, this is going to be cool. But we also hope to make them say, oh, well, there's going to be things that are really advantageous to me. And there's going to be things that are really disadvantageous to me. And I have to stop caring about that. I have to, I have to walk in this room and start to have fun in a very different way. I do think, and, and, that the 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 danger of some of those signals are people still want to have fun games and people still want to feel like they have impact and if something if the if the random thing or if the quirky thing um impacts the game too much uh to the point where the illusion is broken that they have a chance now or that you know uh it's impact you know it went one way or the other without there being and again the caveat is again without there being something else to strive for again mm-hmm. than winning right um and that's where again if you can take away that, that i have to win this game as as 
one of the success things, and you, then you're more likely to be able to impact the game in quirky ways without a negative play experience, right? Because yeah. uh, because there's something else. They're like, you know, that kept me from winning this, but that did not ruin my chance at um, you know this other objective, which is which is my goal for being here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it impacted it. And every hero needs a struggle, and that's fine, right? Um, and so, you know, but but it's an important thing to to make sure that you're pairing these signals together in a way that benefit each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one thing that we try to do in our events is uh, is build in time for the group just to um, to to talk, uh, which is which is there in in the pack. It's there in the schedule of events, and it means that uh, that that we're going to we're we're all going to talk about about cool things that happened, and um, we're going to talk about our our um, our generals and our warlords, and and how they're doing on their various uh, their various uh, goals, which probably don't align uh, entirely with what like the point of the event is, whatever that is. Uh, but uh, but that's that's what the players bring themselves, and what that's communicating, um, either uh, it, like if you're a player reading that pack from day one, uh, you're you're it's communicating that you're going to be sitting around for 15 minutes uh, um, uh, talking about people's uh, backstories. Maybe you should come up with a name for your general, right? But but yeah. but also that you should be thinking about that. And then as it goes on, it gives some space for the communication to happen from people besides the organizer as to things that can be done here. Um, Things that uh, other, like if some, if a player sees other, other players getting things out of this experience besides the, the the win loss, they can start to, uh, to come up with their own and start to interface with, uh, with the event in an entirely different way than they started. uh, They started the day with. Do you, label that as just open time to discuss or do you uh lead them by calling it something so that they um you know do that i feel like like so for instance like the the treacherous um goal that we set out like a award that somebody could win was us kind of leading the witness Mm -hmm. hey be treacherous you could win this Uh, but maybe wasn't the right tone for what people wanted to play um did you in the same way as uh with that did you you just let it organically happen and know that people are naturally going to discuss or do you lead them in any way? With so that? what we, I mean, in, in, in the Pakistan tends to be called narrative discussion time. Uh, but, but what we'll do, like, so you start the first one with, before you have any, have any games and, and, and you, you get to start to talk about the backstory of the world, but then you cut, you pass the microphone around and everybody talks about the story of their army and like what they're doing here. And that sets the tone, but you've got to keep, you've got to keep, um, you've got to keep on it. it. It's it's a great it's 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 a great to get people talking to say like, hey, what like we just had uh, game one. What cool things happened on game one? And somebody's going to start with like, I just I made I made I my save was only a five plus, and I made ten of them, and this thing lived, and that was that was that was really cool. But um, uh, but it's it's uh, it's not exactly what what we're looking at. Uh, uh, it's it, it, we what you what what you want to do is um, is is keep is keep at them to to, to think of, to talk about like well what 
um, uh, what 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 kind of what kind of story are um, is coming out of this? How does how does what how does what happened? Oh, um, that was that was a bad loss, but uh, but you know your general was uh, was up uh, very close to the chalice. Um, do you think that maybe you got some insight about that? That might be that might be necessary. Um, it also also helps if you've got really good players that you that you, that you know and can kind of collect, like lean on them to start the ball rolling. Um, that that's yeah. like uh, like to to be honest, I've never I I I've never come out of one of those sessions in which I I I didn't feel like one of my friends had pulled my fat out of the fire. <laughs> but it's just like that's just what's going to happen. You're always going to be thankful for good players. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Um, I think, I mean, the one you picked on, I think, is something that we see some good signals in in, in isolating a, a single hero or a, you know, your general as something more important than what uh, the typical match play uh, event mm-hmm. holds them. You know, that they are a, a command point, uh, you know, buffer or commandability. Uh, they're another, just another buff unit. Um in in narrative play, there's opportunities for that character, that hero, to have their own arc, or to define the army, uh, the character of the army more clearly. And I think when I build armies, that leader or that group of leaders is definitely the the anchor for me. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think we that's a that's a, a signal in our in narrative that definitely changes the way people think about their armies. I try to build a story for my army, and I never, never able to do it. It is so much easier to build a story for your, for your general. Make the story of uh, make it the story of one person that um, has a supporting cast. Yeah, uh, uh, and and I think that's if you if you have players that um, that that are having trouble um, uh, approaching that, then then uh, then make it. Make it a make it a hero's journey, uh, with uh, with with some with with some with some characters in the background, and I think that that'll help them that'll, that'll help everything lock into focus, and and yeah, um, so uh, we've seen events that have uh, really played into that. Um, uh, uh, Steve Herner says that it's part part of his design goals is is to help help tell story by making this explicitly the story of. Uh, of the um, of of the uh, of, of the generals and yeah. um, and 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 oh by the way this is why they're important it's because of um, look, look at these look at these supporting mechanics that are going to make them essentially um, Age of Sigmar superheroes uh, yeah. once once people once people realize that that these are um, you know extremely competent protagonists. Then they then they immediately lap uh, or, or they're then they know their protagonist and they know their yeah. protagonist in a story and they're on board. Yeah, I yeah I mean running my havoc warlord in those last games where he was you know basically his own five hundred you know or half an army, um, you know he was basically a thousand point character running around uh, beating up things. It's hard to play him as a regular. Uh, vampire lord, uh, you know, with uh, you know, fly, with wings, you know, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Like it's, there's some character there. There's some story there of that guy. Right. Um, but but you know, like there is kind of a default personality for our warhammer generals, and they're like sad sacks. 
if you're playing in normal games, like hmm. you're going to, um, you're you're going to, uh, because of because of like weak anthropic principle or whatever, you're going to remember the failures more. And and when people talk about their characters, they um, they they uh, that you build through the course of normal play. You, t- you they they tend they tend they tend to have a certain aspect of um, I've heard it called the pathetic aesthetic um, but but hmm. like this is uh, uh, like we we have a game in which uh, in, in which um, actions will fail uh, probably some uh, uh, you know some 45 percent of the time and that's for the heroes that's for like the top of the stack uh, and, and and so like that that influences, that that influences how we think about what should be our avatars on uh, on on the playing field. Um, I've seen I've seen have, have players that that um, that uh, that bring that that in um, be, because 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 players are coming in with an era that's 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 already been established. Like your event is just one chapter of the big story that I'm doing. That's a yeah. that's that's pretty that's pretty common. I found, but also like we can. But if we want something different, we can design away from that like it, we all know how to make something uh, incredibly world-breaking which is not something you always want to do but yeah. like here's a reason to do it is because 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 we want because we want to tell stories about heroes well and that's and that leads to you know one of your passions is that's terrain i think the signal of cinemagraph cinemagraphic cinematographic uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that something looks like a movie that something feels like um cinematic something that would would happen you know where the hero's leaping over a huge crevice or making that that you know swing for the fences and is rewarded um you know some of those things and then just the space um great tables have been def- a, a defining characteristic of narrative events now for a couple of years mm-hmm. um, with raw and havoc being the pinnacles. And I, I think Nova, uh, I wish I had more pictures of the stuff you're doing because you guys are breaking it out even further into some crazy stuff with, with oceans and all that kind of stuff. Your, your boats from last year were insane. Well, thank you. Um, so, so one thing that we sorry, did ships, ships, well, they were a boat, a boat is a ship. Um, uh, so what, one thing that we, that we did and, and, um, and raw, raw did it, especially in their, in their second year, um, they, they had, they had tables that were, um, that, that weren't always present, right? Which is to say that, uh, that they had, okay, well, this is, this is, this is day two and this is, that's when the realm beasts come out. It, which is very different from how you would see like a tournament in which these are the tables and take a look and not only are the tables uh, pretty much all the same for fairness but they're going to be the same for every game uh, so 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 when when the um, when the table space starts to adapt to the story then it signals to the players that they are moving between different spaces and they are um, they're they're starting to interface with kind of that um, that kind of uh, quest structure, in, yeah. in which they've 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 uh, they've progressed. They, they're they're going on they're going on the hero's journey. They're being challenged by their um, uh, by by the different players, and now they're being challenged by the by the world itself. And so yeah. something's going to come out. And by the way, the, this 
what really hurts you as a as a neo is you start to like you you start to think about the 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 cost of this thing. Like not only is it my impress my most impressive build, <laughs> but it's the thing that is going to be seen the least amount of time. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. but you know but like that's when, but you do it because that's really what you want to communicate. Is yeah. is that is is like this is this like we've we've gone from the mundane to the fantastic and yeah. and, uh, and 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 I and we're going to express that by going into the back room and uh, bringing out something incredible absolutely i have one final for me and i want you to think about what your final signal might be if if in, unless you're already there um the i struggle with um this a little bit on one hand as is um not publishing every battle plan as a signal that you don't have control over everything. You can't plan for everything. Um, because I think, uh, you know, you, again, your match player, match play player wants to know every scenario, what the, what their strategies might be on game one or game five with the army that they're building and bringing. I think that leaving, uh, some scenarios off the pack, like we did, uh, like you said, with Coalescence, out of those three, we published one of those. Um, with All House Siege, uh, we published two. Uh, actually, the first round had three different scenarios. The second round had two. Mm. And then we left the third, the, the final one off. Um, that there's an aspect of you can't control this. There's something hidden from you. And that's explicitly uh, or implicitly uh, narrative. Um, but where I struggle, uh, and especially why in All Hallows Siege I publish those and I encourage people to read them and like digest them and figure out their strategies and where they'd want to play, et cetera, and build their armies around them, is because I didn't want them trying to remember all like rules while they're trying to be narrative, mm-hmm. right? While there's there's so much going on and potentially you know other there's a third player, there's some random events happening. Uh, having those things on top of any kind of complex uh, gameplay or a, a scenario that they've not seen before. Right. I didn't want to overload them with so many things to be thinking about to where they just were throwing caution to the wind and just doing stuff and not feeling like they were navigating a narrative. Right. Um, so I struggle a little bit with not showing them stuff and at the same time being able to, so that showing them enough that, they don't feel overwhelmed when you throw more stuff at them. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, um, we did some very mundane uh, uh, organizing work in uh, the Nova narrative. We would just have people sit down and, and play like match play games out of the book because, because we wanted, I think we wanted to emphasize like, this isn't what we're here for. Uh, like you know, go on, go and go and have just any game because the value of this thing is contact with the world and contact with your opponent and contact with your alliance and the way that we that and and so and you're going to get that contact through time playing, but we want the time playing to not be the focus. So we just said, yeah, you know, play Battle for the Pass. Um, that'll be fun. Uh, but but we're gonna we're try, gonna gonna try to play it in with this with you special characters and with all this with these special tables and with the interaction that's going on outside the table and, and, and everything else. And I think that, that um, it has, it has a drawback of making things less special. It's one, it's one uh, thing that we're deciding not to, um, uh, not to world build in. Uh, But, but, but I, but I, but I think we came through 
we came to that choice intelligibly, I would say. Yeah. Do you have a, a last signal that, yeah. that you'd want to put out there? Yeah. So, so one thing, and I'm trying to, we're trying to reverse engineer it, but one thing that I've seen happen that I think is, it, it makes it extremely powerful as a signal is that I've never seen the raw team explicitly say that this was a place where you could make up your own rules. But I started to hear people talk about it to the, to the frequency in which it's become an attribute of raw. And I think it, I think it's something that, that happened, that happened organically. And I think because it happened organically, its power is immense in a way that it just wouldn't have been, um, like it, it, it wouldn't be as, uh, as impactful to the game had it not been, it, which it would have not been the way that I think it is, yeah. uh, which is like this this kind of emergent property of uh, of 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 the players um, and the neos all working together in those in in those uh, those those rooms. So like I've just I've heard people talk about the latest raw in terms of like well I came with a currency and um, I would work with my opponent and say like well you can spend this currency. And, um, and, and then I can do this thing and, and, and there's like eight or nine different variations of that. And it's, 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 it's now, it's now something raw does. And I think that that signal comes from, uh, probably, like probably from, from Steve foot, but probably from, from, uh, from, uh, from, from all, all the other players kind of like, um, being, uh, being uh, good, uh, good players themselves, interacting with uh, with the game, and demonstrating or showing, not telling what is possible, um, yeah. and, and and I think I think it would be like we when we when we think about the signals we we um, uh, we display, uh, I I I like to think about the nature in which I can communicate with them with them, and if I can possibly. Um, uh, communicate them in any other way besides putting them in the pack. Uh, yeah. it, it's 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 an opportunity to strive for. And by the way, it's, it's, that's that's very it's it's a very inefficient means of communication. Like I want <laughs> things to spread virally because the, because yeah. when everyone gets sick, it's something we all did together. But I know I think... that that like I can. But I know that I only have certain disease vectors to work in. I I do think you might be right that putting it in that pack might kill it. Like it's as soon as you say it out loud, it doesn't exist anymore. Yes, yes it ruins um, the magic of it. And and I think some of the, there's a couple of things I, that that came to mind. Is one, I think you need great players to to participate. And you said that you've had friends pull your ass out of the fire. Like I think you know, like uh, for instance, um, you know, Paul Wagner, Adam Trunzo, Kenny Lowell in our local communities. Like and and at these events, like they aren't afraid of asking a little so for something more, right? Mm -hmm. They have the gall, they have the audacity to say, "Hey," because they they're paying attention to these other events and they're saying, "I heard this happen," and so it they ask for something. You know, there's some of that. Um, and then you know, at at All, All House Siege, one of my favorite things was is we were we came in at the end of that. I had I had just written some things the night before and putting it in, and as yeah. kind of an apology, I said, "You guys, I don't have it all figured out." Um, and if you have a question on something or if something's not clear, or if you, if there's something that should happen, that's not happening the right way, come talk to one of us, our, our GMs. 
uh, we'll talk about it. And if you hear, and then we'll conclude that with uh, Siege the Day, and everybody will yell it, and we'll know that something something just came, like, got created together. Um, and so that was just my tired morning of uh, don't judge me too hard, <laughs> uh, you know, make it your own kind of thing. And it, it worked really well on a couple of levels of one, you know, people saying, Hey, we can make up some stuff. Yeah. You have a- and two and two, everybody knew when it was happening and it kind of let, so it wasn't hidden. Right. They might not have known the exact thing, but. Okay. So I remember remarking on that when you guys were talking about it and I'm so glad I get to, uh, to, to call it out now because the power in the, uh, of siege the day uh, is is immense. You all because I I've been in that situation in which somebody comes up with this thing and maybe it is a clarification, and maybe it is a um, uh, maybe it's it's they've invented uh, something new to do with this, and I want to spread it to everybody. And sometimes I think I can't spread it to everybody. I've got lots of good games going on. I all like I, I'm and I have to fight the 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 urge to say no. Not because it's not right, but because I can't be, I can't fairly uh, um, uh, distribute that throughout the room. The um, uh, the the siege of the day uh, uh, mechanism makes everyone aware instantly that the game state has changed, and they mm-hmm. can inquire about it later. Like 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 we can they can they can be informed of it on, on its own time, but it's inherently more fair, and therefore it's an, you're you're inherently going to be more likely to experiment. If that is if that is if that is a uh, mechanism uh, that that came up out of uh, out of out of fatigue, then uh, you need less sleep because that's great. <laughs> you know, I think I, I think it's probably uh, something to be said about sometimes not thinking too hard about it and going with your gut, doing what feels right, and re- trusting other people. Um, kind of like our the first topic of teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and great things come out of that, you know, uh, with best, if you have the best intentions, uh, or you're coming from a, a great place of wanting everybody to have fun and have a good time, then usually, yeah, things that you don't intend to have happen are the things that, uh, you know, end up making the day better than you could have planned it. That, that is true. No, we, we cannot, we, we cannot reverse engineer these things. We just yeah. want to end an event and say, I don't know how, but that worked. Let's do yeah. it again. So, to, 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 to contradict that, I do think that these signals are a way for us, if we can know certain effects and causes and effects, and we can kind of plan responsibly with the things, because I think it can be overwhelming, or, or uh, in, some people might have the, the inkling to try and throw tons of things, all of these things together that we've mentioned, and make them part of all a part of the same narrative event, or that every narrative event should have all of these things. Um, I do think it's you know, to, to narrative responsibly, uh, to, to Neo responsibly, to, to pick and choose and figure out what kind of event you want to have and, and use the signals that will, will hopefully get you there. Um, but then in the end, you can't control everything. Um, (laughs) surprising things are going to come out of it and you have to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it, it, um, who was it? There, there's, there's been a lot of, of, really really talented neos that have uh that, that have come either gradually over or um or or have been preaching it from the beginning of the 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 church of please keep it simple please keep it playable um and and make as few modifications as, as possible because the more complications we exist the the least they're mm-hmm. used 
Um, they just they just end up with a, with a printout on the side of the table that people did, did, uh, uh, didn't read. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, but 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 yeah, I um, we're always we're always trying to find that that um, that note of collaboration with with our room uh, with. Uh, uh, with with our players, with the people that have that have accepted accepted our communication and are giving it back at um, at, at at the same rate. Yeah. Well, I think that there's probably more we could talk about, and hopefully, there's more episodes for us to maybe dive into individual one of these. I know there's a couple of things in terms of like that we talked about in the last episode. So many things that we want to cover. If you have, uh, if, if you listening have any other signals that you like to use or have seen used that you really appreciate, um, tweet them uh, at us. Uh, tell us about it. Email us about them. And hopefully we can bring it up on another show. Um, uh, but please uh, stay tuned. If you have more ideas on things we could cover, by all means, uh, let us know. And, uh, and we'll, we'll be covering them. We'll be talking about more of these things in the future. Yeah, we have, we have a few aspects of narrative play left to, uh, to talk about. <laughs> Um, all right. It's time for our reforging. Sigmar Willing will be back soon. Like, subscribe, share, or leave a review. Anything you can do will spread the word of Sigmar farther than we can on our own. Chat with us anytime about your thoughts on Twitter at the Mortal Realms or Brian. Where can they chat with you at? So I am uh, Borb Hobby on Twitter, and I, Eric, am at Stone Monkey Gamer on Twitter. You can listen to more episodes of the story phase, the campaign phase, and the new scrying phase, and uh, also What the Hecks, our Shadespire show, as well as hobby content over at www.themortalrealms.com. Thanks for listening.